0: God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now, let's get into today's message. I belong to him and so do you. You are a child of the king. You're a child of God. And God has plans for you. He has plans. He has plans to to prosper you. He has an expected end that he's moving you toward. God is not a God that just allows us to wander aimlessly. You are in the hand of God right now. I speak that over you because sometimes you you don't necessarily feel the presence of God. But you are in the hand of the maker right now. And he's shaping you as the potter does to his clay. He's shaping you. He's shaping you right now. God has a powerful word that he wants to share with us on this morning. I believe that this is going to bless you. And I believe that it's going to position you and get your mind ready for what is to come. Because God has something that he's doing in your life and he has something that he's bringing you toward. There is something that he's bringing you toward and and I want you to understand no, no matter how difficult and challenging it gets that God can see you through every step of the way. God can see you through every step of the way. Sometimes when you step in, it gets gets challenging, it gets difficult, and we lose the idea of God being sovereign in our lives. Why? Because we're in the midst of it all. And when you're in the middle of something, it's hard sometimes to see God. It's hard sometimes to feel that intimacy with God when you're in the middle of it. But I'm telling you, right there in the middle of it, God is still ordering your steps. And even when you feel yourself get off rhythm, and even if you feel yourself trip a little bit, guess what? God is still there with you. Why? Because the scripture says that he's a present help in the time of trouble. So when things are looking crazy all around you, God said, I'm still there, and I'm still guiding you. And if you make a mistake, remember Romans 8 and 28, that I work all things for the good of them that are called of God, them that love God. Hiramandashi. So he's working working his will in the midst of what's going on. He's working his will. See, this is where you trust him. This is where you trust God. The called, those that love him. This is is where you trust him. I trust God. I trust God. I want you to write that in the comments right now. I trust God. I I, I trust God. I trust God. I'm not going to get too wrapped up in my feelings right here. I trust God. I trust that he's working things out. I'm not going to even try to get too involved in it because if I get too involved in it, I may mess it up. Sometimes you got to learn how to just leave stuff alone for a season and say, God, I'm not going to even mess with this right now. I don't know what's going on right now, but I know that you're not absent in this moment. I know that you're present right here in this moment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I want to, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach. I, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you from the topic, the hardships of greatness, the hardships, because most of most, mostly everyone sees uh, the rewards. Uh, they, they see the honor, but they don't see the hardships Oh, there are hardships to greatness. You, you cannot be great and, and not experience the hardships. Why? There is a price to pay for greatness. Greatness is expensive. There, there is a price to pay. So I don't want to feed you this, this faith journey that is without hardship. I want you to understand that when you are walking toward purpose and you're walking toward destiny, that things will get really, really hard on you. Yeah, it'll get so hard on you that that sometimes you feel like telling God, never mind, never mind. I I don't really want to go this direction because you keep pressing me the way that you're pressing me. And I'm uncomfortable in my situation. And God is saying, but that's how I form greatness. I I form it in uncomfortable environments. And so you got to be ready to adapt. Yeah, yeah, there are hard to greatness and it brings us to our text in Exodus 18 starting with verse 8 I'm going to jump around just to kind of uh, set the foundation for where uh, we want to go I'm going to jump around in this chapter just several verses uh, that I will read in this chapter and then we will fill in the blanks again I think that uh, we need to make note of times in scripture Uh, where there was hardship. There was hardship. It was difficult. Difficult. Man, it could get hard. Even even with God in your life, it can get hard. So let's start here. Exodus 18, verse 8. Glory be to God. Moses told his father-in-law everything Somebody write in the comments everything. The Lord had done to Pharaoh, this is the New Living Translation, Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh in Egypt on behalf of Israel. On behalf of Israel. Would you do me a favor and insert your name where Israel's name is? The Lord did so much on my behalf. Yeah, you you ought to just write your name right there. He, He also told about all the hardships they had experienced along the way. After God moved powerfully in Egypt, there are hardships on the way to promise. Hardships. So here is Moses talking to Jethro, his father in law, and he's saying, God did some great stuff, but we still experienced hardships. So there were hardships that they had experienced along the way. And how the Lord had rescued his people from all their troubles. How many of their troubles? All their troubles. Now, this is key for you. Because each and every person that's watching right now, you are going through some trouble. But I want you to know that the end of this story The end of the story is you're rescued. You're gonna be rescued from every trouble that you experience and will experience in your life. God will rescue you and bring you out. Glory be to God. Exodus 18 and 17. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What are you? What you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God be with you. You shall, you shall present the people before God and bring their cases to God. Glory be to God. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Most gracious and merciful heavenly father, I thank you for your word, dear God. Cause your word to go forth, your people to be touched, blessed, edified, built up. I thank you right now, God, for the great work that you're doing in their lives. We submit to your will Have your way on this morning. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen, amen. Just a little context before we uh, dive deeper into the uh, narrative before us. Uh, This particular passage of scripture finds its setting in the wilderness experience. After the children of Israel was delivered from Egypt. After the children of Israel was delivered from Egypt they experience hardship even after being delivered. Now, they experience hardship in Egypt, and and, and God did uh, work miracles and signs and and, and wonders, and, and God delivered them out of a place of bondage. With a mighty hand, God did this. With a mighty hand, God brought his people out of a place that the enemy wanted to keep them in. This is important for you to note that despite what the enemy's attempting to do in your life, the enemy cannot resist the powerful hand of God once God begins to move in your life. Once God determines to set you free from something, all you got to do is obey him. As he directs you, as he leads you, all you got to do is say, yes, Lord. And it is God who is working things out for you. It is God that will part the Red Sea on your behalf. It is God that makes a way out of no way. So despite what the enemy would like to do and 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 he would like to hold each and every one of us in a place of bondage, he wants to hold us. He wants to keep us stuck. He wants to keep us in this place where we are under his thumb, under his authority. But God said, I got great work for them. And despite what you're attempting to do, uh, Pharaoh, you're attempting to crush them. You cannot crush them because I have a plan to crown them. And so even when the enemy has a plan and he's trying to crush you, God still has a plan where he's going to crown you and there's nothing that the devil can do. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you got to condemn it. Why? Because God condemns it. So there is this hardship that we face. There there is this struggle uh, that we got to go through even after God has done miraculous things in our lives. And we can look back on our lives and say, God, but you did this here and and you moved this way uh, last year and the year before. I seen you do some things that just blew my mind and and, and you end up uh, forgetting about all the wonders that God did when you are being pressed. Yeah, yeah, hardship has a way of shifting your focus shifting your focus off of God shifting your focus off of how wonderful and awesome God is and and, and you begin to look at the hardship that you are presented with in that moment and, and you can't shake free from it you're just looking at the hardship you're looking at the difficulty and God is trying to help you to understand that even in the hardship God is working and God is moving he said I'm doing something in your life because I need to prepare prepare you for where you're going. Yeah, I needed to prepare you for what I have planned for you in your future. So God is working on us in hardship. It is in hardship that God shapes us. It is in hardship that we develop the character that's necessary for our promotion. It's in the hardships that you realize how good God is. It's in the hardships that you begin to experience God on another level. It's in the hardships that you pray like you ain't never prayed before. It's in the hardships. That God begins to distinguish you Because you know how to go through some stuff And still hold your faith And and hold your focus in God Yes, in the hardships It's the hardships that separate us from others It's in the hardships that you begin to see God Place glory on your life It's in the hardships The hardships is what shape you So, so it's, it's, it's time for us as a body of believers to say, God, I know I'm going through a hard season, but get all out of me that you want to get out of me in this season and, and position me for what's coming tomorrow. Yes. And it's in the hardships. It's in the hardships. It's in the difficult seasons, the difficult times you would have thought that everything would have been wonderful. Why? Because they left Egypt. They got delivered out of Egypt. You would have thought that everything would be great. We just seen God move powerfully. Hallelujah. And Miriam, after experiencing the delivering hand of God, makes up a song and, and people are singing and everything is wonderful right after the Exodus. And then just a few chapters later in Exodus 17, the people are grumbling and complaining. They're complaining because they didn't understand that the journey to promise has roads of hardship. So in Exodus 17, they are struggling because they, they are in a desert. They got to go through a desert season and they see no sign of irrigation. They they don't see any clouds forming in the sky and they are dehydrated and and they don't understand that God is doing something in that moment. He's trying to help them to see uh, that he is everything they need when they need it. He said, I I want you to understand that I'm not just the God that can display my authority and my power by opening." see I'm not just him uh, because you're going to go through some things in your life and you're going to need God uh, to shift on you uh, to show you another fold of his glory Uh, there's stuff in God that you are yet to see it uh, and the experience that God takes you through uh, exposes his greatness It exposes his greatness. So God says, I delivered them and I'm taking them to promise, but I got to take them through a desert. Why? Because they got to see me as water. They got to see me. They got to see me differently. They only know me as the God that that displayed his glory on Israel through 10 plagues. They only know me as the God that opened up the Red Sea. So now they're in a desert, desert. And God says, watch me. I'm still God in the desert. Oh, Jesus. Watch me. I'm still God in your dry place. I want you to understand that you might not see how this thing going to work out, but I'm the God that's going to work it out. Oh, my God. See, you trying to see it, but a lot won't be seen when you're looking with your natural eye. You're going to miss a whole lot. So they're thirsty. In Exodus 17, they are thirsty, and they don't see. No sign of rain. And we know that they are stuck in Egypt mentally because every time they go through hardship, they think about how easy things was in bondage. See, I'm talking to some people right now. There's greatness all over you. And God wants to break you free from revisiting yesterday because you're going through something hard today. You keep thinking about when it was easy. And God is saying, yeah, it was easy back there because you are not in the place of freedom and liberty that you're in right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You thought that uh, freedom and liberty meant that everything was gonna be well. But see, everything that you experienced in Egypt, you experienced as the enemy released it to you. I'm talking about bondage now, right? So when they were in bondage, yeah, there were some things that the enemy gave them. And he will always give you some stuff to keep you from promise. The enemy will always give you some stuff so you stay right where you are. As a matter of fact, the devil wants you to remember what he gave you too. Mm, My God, I want you to hear me. He wants you to remember what it was like in Egypt. He wants you to remember what it was like when you was living in the world and you was kicking it and you was doing all of the things that you wanted to do. Sometimes you just start reminiscing about what happened in Egypt. I know I'm not by myself here. I know I got some people that's watching right now. You know you reminisce sometimes. You say, man, back in Egypt, I I was doing this and I was doing that and and you just riding and you just thinking about all of the fun that you had and and you just talking about everything that everybody was doing all around you and I remember Billy Bob and I remember Johnny and, and I remember that time we was dancing and kicking it and drinking, but you do not recall the fact that you were enslaved. You do not recall that that enemy was trying to kill you the whole time. So the devil, he got some stuff that he tried to remind you of too. To keep you from making the shift. Oh my God to keep you from resting in a place that's uncomfortable? Can you handle being uncomfortable? It's it's the hardships that hone us, that shape us, that make us who we are not not just the good times not just the times where we're celebrating and having a party i'm talking about the desert experiences that we have they quarrelled with moses to the point that they wanted to stone him this is when you pause for a minute And you start writing down some names. And you say, I want to know every person that's in my life that throws stones in hardship. I want to know how you're going to respond when things get difficult. I'm going to, I want to know how you respond when it's a season in which you need to make adjustments. Why? Because greatness will always have to make adjustments. Greatness will always have to shift. Greatness will always have to bend and move and fit into different environments. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what is going on here in this text? What's going on? The children of Israel is struggling with making the adjustment outside of Egypt. They're struggling with it. God said, I need you to be ready to make adjustments. I need you to be ready to make adjustments. Now, I want to show you something. I want to show you something that's going to bless you. I'm going to have Cedric come up and help me with this demonstration because this right here is going to bless you tremendously. When you are not adjustable, God can only put you in one place. Let me show you this. So if I have this, right, and I just sat it up here, it's good don't have to worry about anything because it's all balanced it can stay right where it is but if god wants to take you higher he uses steps so when he uses steps he has to let you out in different places i want you to see this because what makes this great this tripod is the fact that it's adjustable So if I want to, I want you to adjust this part. If I want to sit it on the stairs, all I got to do is make the adjustments so that it can work in a new environment. I want you to understand this because God is ready to do something great in your life. He's getting ready to shift you from one place to another, and he said, the only way that you're going to make it in this new place is you're going to have to adjust. You're not gonna be able to stay the same person you was yesterday. There are adjustments that God is calling for. What I love about this tripod is, is not the fact that you just can adjust the legs. You can also, I don't know if they can see this on the camera, but Cedric, I want you to touch the bottom right there at the very bottom. You can adjust the feet. Sometimes you gotta be so flexible that God can move any part of you to fit the terrain that God is taking you through. So, where are the people at that desire greatness and you realize that you gotta be adjustable? You got to be, if you're on a leadership team, you got to be able to adjust to the environment and shift so you can fit what's needed in the moment. Great people adjust. Great people adjust. We're able to make the changes that are necessary to be great in our lives. So the children of Israel are struggling with adjustments. They don't know what it's like to be free. They, they don't know what it's like, and God is saying to them, I need you to adjust right now. You got a new place that you're in. Quit thinking about how you were shaped yesterday. I'm pulling you out in places. I, I'm letting you know that there's more to you. Glory be to God. We see here, in Exodus 18, the tears of greatness, the tears of greatness. Why? Because if you're great, you're going to cry. Yeah. Why? Because God is going to put you in, vi- in environments that puts you to the edge of your capacity, the edge of your ability, and you're going to have to cry out to God. This is when you know that greatness is on your life, when you... Start getting pushed to places. And the only thing you can do is cry out to God. All you can do is start praying and saying, God, help me through this right here. You got me in a Gethsemane moment. You're stretching me. You're pulling me. But I don't want to turn down the cup that you're giving me. I want to fulfill the assignment all my life. Do as you will, God. Not my will. Your will be done. Greatness will cry greatness will weep in the presence of God that's the position that Moses found himself in he, he cried out to God when he found out that the people wanted to stone him he said God I'm being pushed here I'm being pushed to the edge I, I, I don't know what else to do but cry out to you it's called the cry of greatness It's it's called the weeping of those who have been called to be warriors. Greatness will cry. Greatness will, will ride home crying oh my God Uh, greatness will find a moment in the day to just weep in the presence of God because greatness gets pressed Uh, greatness has to go through a place of pressing God about to press some of you out right now you need to share this uh, because there's some people that's watching uh, right now uh, and some people uh, that need to be watching uh, that is being pressed Moses is being pressed and he cries. Crying does not mean that you're weak. Crying means that God has allowed you to go through something that pushes you to the edge of your ability. Why? Because God wants to show you that when you come to the edge, you come to the beginning of the power of God in your life. Oh, my God. Sometimes you got to be emptied of you. Sometimes uh, you got to be all done uh, before God can get in. uh. So there's some people you're watching right now, and God said, I tried to push you. Uh, I'm behind this. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you to the edge so you can be done with with your ability to strategize. I'm pushing you to the edge so you can be humble. I need you to humble yourself right now because I'm ready to do something great in your life. And if you don't humble yourself, you're going to mess it all up by taking credit for what I did. So I got to push you on you so you understand that my hand been all over this thing uh, and I want you to shake free uh, of your own pride Uh, I want you to shake free uh, of your own arrogance uh, because it's been me all along that's been leading and guiding you you're stepping because I gave you strength to step it's me it's me that's working in your life it's It's me in the midst of the hardships. I'm doing something that you didn't understand. I know you're going through a struggle in your relationship. You're going through a struggle with your children and you're looking at the situation and you're saying, God, how are you still present in the midst of all of this? And God is saying, don't miss me in the hardship. I'm present, I'm right there. As a matter of fact, you would have lost your mind if I didn't keep my hand on your head. That's the reason why. uh, You still uh, got your right mind right now because of my hand on you. I'm doing something for those who are willing to, to humble themselves while I take them through hardships. I want you to understand that without hardship, there is no championship. Yeah, yeah, every every champion, every person that I, I called to be a David, every person that I've called to be a, a Paul, I got I to gotta press them down so that I could lift them up. You're watching right now, but you're on your way up, I'm telling you. You're on your way up. The children of Israel were going through Rephidim for them. It's, it's the place where they were thirsty. They're going through Refer them, but they're on their way to Canaan. And God is saying to them, Can I trust you? Yeah. Can, can I trust you to go through something that's uncomfortable? See, greatness will always be placed in environments that challenge it to change. Yeah, I want you to get this and understand this, that God will put you, place you in environments to shift you, to put pressure on you, to change. You know what happens with most people? They resist the environment that God has placed them in They don't experience any adjustment in their style, in their approach, in their way of thinking. There are some people that you know right now that look just like they did 20 years ago. I'm telling you right now that if the environment is not changing you, you're in the wrong place. Every place that God puts you in uh, will cause you to have to make an adjustment. See, this is, again, where people find themselves getting out of the place that God has ordained for them to be. They get mad because people start pulling on their legs. Yeah. Adjusting their feet. Messing with their head. They say, oh, these are hardships. This is difficult. I've been challenged. You know what so-and-so said about me? Shut up. These are the hardships that make great people. Yeah, this is when you say, God, come on uh, and give that to me. uh, Even though it hurts me, uh, I know you got what's best in mind. So this is when you you get quiet, you shut your mouth and you say, God, you've placed me in this particular environment and and it's, yes, it's bothering me and it should bother you. The places that God places us in, they bother us. Where did we get this theology that, that speaks of a God that won't mess with us? What kind of father of you are, if you don't mess with your children? If you don't push them, if you don't shake them up sometimes and say there's greater in you Why you keep settling for less. Let me put you in an environment that challenges you. I'll put you there and I'll encourage you. You can do it. You can make it. You can make it through them, Come on. Greatness is in you. Keep pushing yourself. You're going through a dry place right now. Prophesy to you that you're going to drink again. Mm, that you're going to drink again. Greatness understands that there is a responsibility even when God works miracles in your life. Here it is, here it is. Moses, Moses is told at Rephidim, go ahead and strike the rock. Go ahead and strike the rock because this rock is going to release water to you. Now, I want you to see this, that there there is no rain clouds forming. Yeah, they, they don't just sit down and just wait on the rain. They're not saying, God, I, I, I see the cloud forming in the sky and in a minute, you're gonna, you're gonna bless me uh, and I'm going to get my thirst quenched. God said, no, Moses, I need you to participate in this miracle. I need you, Moses, to strike this prophetic rock because this rock it's going to be the same rock that they strike in the gospels. The same rock that releases living water. I want you to understand something. That you do have a responsibility on the road to realizing the promise that God has for your life. There are moments in which you may have to strike something. There are moments in which you may have to respond to instruction because God told Moses what to do. His cry produced an answer in his life. In the midst of hardships, God is saying, if you cry, I'll give you an answer. If you open up your mouth and begin to cry, I'll give you an answer for the thing that is happening, the thing that you're going through in your life. Somebody needs to write in the comments, make the adjustment, make the adjustment, make the adjustment. You can't be the same way you was in Egypt. As God has taken you to Canaan, and you may not stop at Rephidim, you can't. You got to think differently. I want, I want to, I want to uh, begin to dig deeper just for a moment, because I, I want you to understand uh, the psychology in this text, because there's something that psychologists understand. Uh, adjustments refer to uh, the behavioral process of balancing conflicting needs or needs challenged by obstacles in the environment. Humans and animals regularly are called to adjust to their environment. Listen to this. For example, when they are stimulated by their psychological state to seek food, they eat to reduce their hunger and thus adjust to the hunger stimulus. Adjustment, listen to this, because there's a disorder that we need to make note of. Adjustment disorder occurs when there is an inability to make a normal adjustment to some need or stress in the environment. Successful people adjust, they adjust to improve even the quality of their lives. So if you're going to be great, you're going to be constantly evolving and making all kind of adjustments in your life. This is with the glory of God on you. This is with the anointing on you. You still gonna have to make some adjustments. I don't care how many signs and wonders you see, I don't care how much God shifts things in your life. You still gonna have to make some adjustments. So, there are a couple things that I want you to note right now. I got four things that I want you to consider greatness needs fellowship. Greatness needs fellowship. You cannot maintain greatness if you are all alone. Jethro shows up in Moses' life when he needed insight and wisdom. Guess what? Moses begins to tell Jethro all that God did. Greatness needs to communicate with someone that understands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Greatness needs to communicate with someone that understands. To be great, you need somebody that you can talk to. You need somebody that you can trust. That means that you may have to cross some people off your list because the right people can't come in while you keep talking to the wrong people. Greatness needs communication, needs someone that you can trust. Moses started spilling out everything, telling Jethro, God did this. God brought us through that. God God delivered us from the the hand of Pharaoh and he brought us through the Red Sea. He He had a moment to talk to somebody that understands what he's going through. I gotta share this. I gotta share this. Some of you are so bottled up right now. You, you, you got so much in you that you just need to talk about you need somebody that you can trust with the story of greatness challenges and the conflicts and the hardships of greatness you need somebody that you can just share it with and say this is what I'm going through I know that God is still present in my life but this season at Rephidim is hard people are talking about me I'm being criticized but God is still God This is what you need to be able to share. You need, you got to get this out of you. You got, you're holding too much in you. God is getting ready to place some people in your life that you can trust. But, but this is the key. When God places somebody in your life that you can trust, get ready for them to say something that's going to cause you to have to adjust again. See, see, when you have somebody that understands, they have something that they can share that will help you get to the place that God has called you to. So God will always place people in your life that watch you. Yeah. Isn't it a blessing to have people in our lives that's just watching us? Just watching, just looking. Oh, you, you gotta change that. You gotta you gotta shift that. And Moses, Moses is the greatest man in all the land. How do I know that? Because the scripture says that he is the most humble man on the face of the earth, and God will always elevate you on the depth of your humility. So as low as you can get in your spirit is as high as God can. Yeah, there's greatness all over Moses. uh, He's been called to greatness uh, before he was conceived in his mother's womb. Uh, There's some people that's watching right now. Uh, There is greatness all over you. You're going through hardship, but there's greatness all over you. Paul experienced hardship. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. Here's Paul, the one that got all of that revelation from from God. Here, Here he is, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. We are afflicted in every way. This is what he says. But not crushed. He says we're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. He said, I know the hardship Of greatness, and I'm still pressing and I'm still moving forward. Why? Because I know that my God is able. You serve an able God, you serve a God that's constantly working in your life. Paul says, I know, I know hardship, I know, I know, I know hardship. I know hardship. There's another thing I want you to make note of, number two. Greatness knows how to live with a thorn. This is is a thorny way when you're talking about greatness. There's some stuff that God will allow you to be afflicted with because of the greatness that's on your life, because of the surpassing revelation that God gave Paul. God said, I got to give you a thorn, man. I gotta give you a thorn listen great people understand that you got a thorn too you got something that's sticking you you got something that's bothering you you got something that you gotta stay praying about God said my grace is sufficient in this situation hardship the hardship of greatness is a hard road is a hard road but there are great rewards there are great rewards there's some blessing that's going to come to you because you've learned how to endure hardship as a good soldier you said I'm going through some stuff but that's what he called his soldiers to go through that's what he called people to go through they got a great anointing all their lives there's greatness all over you And God is working something that you don't understand, something that you don't even see. He's pulling out of you the stuff that's been embedded, the stuff that you didn't know, the stuff that you couldn't understand. He said, I'm pulling it out of you. He said, there is a price to pay for greatness. Again, I just want to reiterate. Number three is... Is me just reminding you of what has been shared. Greatness knows how to adapt. In other words, to become adjusted in new conditions. Adjusted. Adjusted. Adaptability is being able to adjust to any situation at any time. The most successful people are those who accept and adapt to constant change, constant change, an ever-changing world and environment, an ever-changing world and environment. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now that if you're going to be great, you're going to have some hardships. Last one, to be great, you must practice self-control. If you can lead yourself beyond your feelings, you can master anything. You can master anything. If you can lead yourself beyond your feelings, you can master anything. Someone said the main factor behind success is self-control. Self-control is strength is strength. The power of a temperate life is a grand thing. It is the germ of great results. Glory be to God. The parent of heroisms. glory to God. So, if you're going to be great, if you're going to be great, you need to practice self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Self-control. Ultimate strength is displayed when a person humbles themselves. Sometimes we just got to check ourselves. Sometimes we just got to check us. Moses got a word from Jethro that changed his life. He said that the way that you're doing it is wrong. Trying to help you. Sometimes you the issue. Sometimes you the problem. Yeah, that's when you're able to humble yourself. Say you can pastor, and sometimes you could be the problem. You may be the parent, and you keep blaming the kid, but you the problem. You may be the CEO, you the problem. Jethro tells Moses: the way that you're doing this, man, you got all of these people who are coming to you. This is dangerous, man. Check yourself. Don't let your ego get out of control. These people can get counsel from somewhere else. Everybody with a problem don't have to come to you. Set thousands in place, leaders over a thousand, leaders over hundreds, leaders over 10. He said, set some order and some structure here. Why you got to be the center of everything. In the midst of hardships, in the midst of struggle, Moses gets answers. God shifts him, makes him adjust. This is it. I want you to see this in Exodus 18. Moses cannot exist. The children of Israel cannot make it the way things are. In the midst of hardship, here comes a word, and the word is adjust. Adjust, Moses. Adjust. I want you to write that in the comments right now because God is taking you somewhere. With everything that's happening in the world right now, God is saying, adjust. Adjust. Greatness, adjust. Greatness, adjust. I'm there. I'm there. I'm in the midst of it all. I'm still God in your life. I'm still God in your life. And I'm the one that gives you the ability to adjust. I've placed it all in you. You can adjust. It's one of the fruits of the spirit to be able to adjust, to be disciplined, to be able to bend and move when it's necessary. You got to control you. You got to shift you at times. Everything ain't going to be on God. Some of it is on us. I pray today that you get rock. You get the water from the rock. The rock that opened up and gave them water at Rephidim. I pray that this morning that you would get cheese. I pray that today's message blessed your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at the Advancing Church located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our co-read initiative, Entrepreneurial Playbook Forum, and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.